No, that's definitely you. Why are you not coming? Is your thing on, Chris? No, <laughs> it's fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> but you always turn those on, automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, go. Hello, hello. Right, that makes sense, <laughs> doesn't it? Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see when science went through puberty. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. Cameron Shearer. Hello. And our special guest, who Cameron's going to introduce right now. Our special guest this week is the man who began his nanotech degree in 2007, the same time as me. And we had such wild parties God. as the time that we played, <laughs> the time that we played Pictionary until sunrise. Oh, you animals! <laughs> the man who uh, was given extra money during his PhD from an eye implant company, and as far as I know, never worked on eye implants. <laughs> uh, you can say true or false if you uh, want true. to. True. Yeah. <laughs> The man who completed his PhD in 2011 with his best achievement being the ability to etch silicon in the pattern of his supervisor's face. That also, you know, that, also true. <laughs> that's incredible. That's amazing. Um, he then moved to Hamilton in Canada to do a postdoc on bio stuff. Uh, bio because stuff. Because he had to move away from Adelaide because he saw a visiting professor use hydrofluoric acid, the acid which could possibly... Uh, melt through a human uh, He saw this person using HF Without gloves on oh. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He returned to Adelaide The man who returned to Adelaide In 2013 to work on an industry Project funded by farmers Ooh, very good The man who now works at the school of Pharmacy for a water For a very popular water filtration company Not Puritap the man who rivals he- <laughs> sorry. The man who rivals Andy for the hairiest person in this room. Oh, bring it! The man who has no rivals when it comes to the best sideburns. You do have lovely true, sideburns, true. Yeah, and they're almost in check. At the <laughs> and the man who is Martin Sweetman. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Martin. Thank you. I, I honestly didn't think you were going to go with the uh, Pictionary till sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I still have some of those pictures. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Classic pictures in yeah. Pictionary. What, what else would you do at a party when you're in second or third year uni? Uh, I don't know. Like, have sex and get drunk? Uh, but, I mean, that Pictionary was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Are those things fun? And it was also very uh, male guest orientated <laughs> doesn't matter what i would still be expecting you two to have sex with each other all right guys welcome martin um dr sweetman what do you prefer well whatever you want it's about uh dr smooth voice listen to that voice okay. oh i love it i fucking <laughs> love it oh. i was gonna say something about that as well oh so good um all right puberty uh when did science go through puberty Actually, first of all, Chris, when did you go through puberty? Are you uh, still waiting? <laughs> no, no. I went through puberty a long, long time ago. In the 1920s. <laughs> when you were a child, I was busy being a man. What was your sex ed like? Uh, pretty, pretty comprehensive. We had uh, books called 
Where Do I Come From? Okay. And other books called What's Happening to My Body. Uh-huh. And other books called Swedish Girl Sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I did most of my sex education. Yeah, good. Cameron, do you remember a time when you actually went through puberty or is that too far ago now, too, too, too far in distance? Uh, oh, I definitely remember, you know, the age from whatever it is, I can't remember, 12 to... 16 or 17 have you blocked that out of your mind it was that. <laughs> no i remember it oh good yeah but when when do you think it's the starting point what's your your uh um uh, symptom my symptom <laughs> i tell you what my symptom of puberty was when my voice started to break and it happened at the worst time my voice i i don't know i remember it breaking in the middle of a drama performance and i had one Ooh. word i had to say independence <laughs> but it went independence <laughs> such a tv thing yeah i know exactly exactly now i was told that you are a hairy man martin yes did <laughs> can't you yeah. tell from the yeah. deepness yeah, there's totally hairs all the way um, did it all come on at once or was it a slow build up yeah no this? overnight pretty much <laughs> <laughs> scared the shit out of me You're but, like, uh, why am I so warm yeah <laughs> I don't remember putting on this jumper <laughs> it is like that yeah um, no a slow build up yeah. and it hasn't stopped yeah yeah, yeah. mine actually Extreme. stopped on my head but it's uh, yeah. now focused around my nipples. Well, yeah. it hasn't just stopped. Yeah. Your it's forehead like... is winning that battle. Yeah. yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. the lots of you. <laughs> it hasn't just stopped. It's, it's receding. All right. Martin, when did science go through puberty? So, is science average or above average? Above average. Right. And so, is going through puberty early above average? Oh, that's a good question. Or later. Or later. Because does is it that yeah. they... With this little squeaky kid in class, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom, adulthood. Like, mm. but the most beautiful adult you've ever seen. Yeah, spent a while getting up to it. Yeah, perfected mm-hmm. it. When well, it I think that they were because we 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 discussed the the birth of science a while ago. Yeah, and it's our mate uh, Richard Bacon. Richard Bacon. No, uh, Francis Bacon. No, Mr. No. Bacon. Mr. Bacon in the fourteen uh, hundreds in England who invented science as we know it. So that took a long time. So I'd say he's mm. below average then, Marty. So what were you going so to say? Was that, <laughs> is that supporting me? <laughs> so so what, that's when they were born. So when you think science has gone through puberty, I would say it's around the time that science kind of took over from religion as the uh, what explained the world. Yeah. yeah. Has, that, has that happened yet? Uh, for some people, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for Chris? Chris? So if I do, do you remember that the, happening, Chris? <laughs> science taking over the world from religion, <laughs> replacing religion. Of course, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was when I was a, a young fellow. But for me, when I look at the lifespan of the human race, yeah. we've only really sorted out science very, very recently. So science is definitely a late bloomer. Do you mean a very late bloomer? We've only sorted out recently since your papers and cantilevers <laughs> made such a big uh, appearance on the science scene. Well, look, if you want to say that, then I, I won't disagree with you. But that's uh, No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Good. Well, I think science is still waiting to go through puberty. <gasps> I, need to, I need science to smell like it's gone through puberty. On that. But <laughs> if you're talking about smelling science, yeah. I remember one of the first... Uh, I guess science experiences oh. I had with Cameron. Oh yes, Cameron stories. <laughs> when we were at first, little first year students in the lab together. Yeah. Um, 
And Cameron decided it would be a good idea to really get a good whiff right up close of concentrated hydrochloric acid. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> I could almost see him burn his ears out. Yeah, I wanted to know what it was. So yeah. I used the best biosensor known to man. Your penis. <laughs> I wasn't even that brave. And what does hydrochloric acid smell like? He doesn't know. Pain. <laughs> Oh, normal people plus guest. Here we go. What does that mean? It means news from the week. Oh, good. All right. Look, I'll go first because right. I uh, I want to say the last couple of podcasts, I've been pretty down on myself. It's been tough, this, we've, this freelancing. We've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Noticed. I've, I've probably lost a bit of weight, as you can tell, because I'm not eating properly. I yeah. can't afford to eat. This yeah. freelancing business is yeah. tough. You're letting your hair grow long. Can I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're all comedians. I've got some great news. Oh, this week, yes, I have been writing articles for Cash Money. Holy Whoa. shit! That's that's what you wanted to do. That's exactly what I plan to do. Apparently, it only takes three months of no pay to get uh-huh. some pay. Okay. Which is good. But in the last uh, couple of days, I've been writing for Cosmos magazine. I have I written, saw that. Yeah, I've been writing an article for Science Alert as well. And oh, there's much more on the horizon. Uh, I can relax a little bit. I can. It feels so good. It feels well done, so good. Andy, well done. There we are. So that's, that's, that's my it? biggest news. And uh, mm, follow Andy Matter on Facebook or Twitter to know yeah. uh, what, you, to what you're up to. That's right. AndyMatter.net. Yeah. And uh, going to plug myself as well. I've started begging online uh that is officially known as patreon mm-hmm. uh it's just a fancy form of begging really could you if someone doesn't know what patreon <laughs> is could you like i do but for those people out there who don't could you explain what patreon is patreon 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 that is a website where you can donate regularly to content creators oh. it, content creation is just oh. a fancy way of saying I write swear words on the internet and I want people to pay me for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. Still content. Still content. Just like Still this podcast. Content. Absolutely, yeah. Perfect. All right, Moan. What, what have you been up this week? Tell us all about your sciencey life. Uh, science is going okay. I guess news for me is that uh, all paperwork has gone through for extending my contract. Oh, okay. a little bit good longer. Job. Very How good. long? A couple of years? No, until the end of this year. So very typical Postdoc yeah. extension. Six, six month contract. <laughs> yeah. There has to be some music for that. I just did it. Yeah. So we no, can, no, we can, we can, I think it would be we have the card access and it makes really sad noise. So mine, is that a common um, thing for you? Just like six month extension? Is that what you've been living so, on recently or, or what's the situation? No, so most of my contracts have been a year. Yeah. Um, there is some strategy behind this being six months. So I'm hoping for something more after that. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Is the, the silver lining to that sad little story. Yeah, good. Well, well done. Well done. An extra bit of contract is extra <laughs> bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's Better all exactly. that we have to worry about. <laughs> Better than a three-month contract yeah. or Andy's uh, Patreon portal. <laughs> 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 What's your situation with like your research? So I'm um, working with PureTap who are make and sell in-home water filters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have- Not a sponsored plug. Yet. <laughs> no. No money has uh, changed hands for this one. Um, so they've sort of come to us with a couple of different issues. Um, they're good for us, have recognized that they've been uh, needing an R&D sort of 
component happening for their company. Yeah. And so through contacts, uh, who I'm currently is my supervisor, um, has contacts into PureTap and they sort of teed it all up and uh, got a postdoc, enough money together for a postdoc. And Wicked. I've been there for a year now um, and this extension and hopefully a bit longer. Yeah. Um, so it's really looking at the chemistry of, of their filters and maybe some value add into what they can do. Yeah, you know, good. And that sort of thing. Uh, how have you found yourself in the industry academia crossover is that something you planned or is that something that just happened definitely not planned mm-hmm. um i i mean i've enjoyed it so really since i came back from canada to australia in 2013 i've been more or less tied up with industry yep. research it's uh like positives and negatives the um positives are that you're very you have a very uh, clear directive as to what you need to be doing. Yeah. So yeah. do you feel like the creativity is done or, Crea- or it's well, just focused? Focus. I mean, you can be creative in how you get there, okay. I guess, yep. um, to an extent within budget, say, and time. Yeah. Time is a big one. You have to do everything fairly efficiently. Um, and the biggest negative is the inability to publish much. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I did... Um, Previously, with the uh, the project I was doing, the, the farming um, industry lot was tied up in a patent and we definitely could have had um, a paper out of what they put. What, uh, in that patent? In that patent, yeah, yeah at least Was your one. name on that? Is it made or is it your name on that patent? Uh, I forget. I'd have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> it I obviously mean, it's, hasn't it's, earned you any money. Yet. Well, no, <laughs> it definitely hasn't. No royalties so far uh, from that one. Yeah, but getting your name on a patent's a good outcome. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's starting good. to be recognised more. Definitely, I think yeah. so in academia it is for sure. Yeah, and I think people need to ECRs need to start recognising that it is a viable sort of metric that yeah. hopefully is going to hold a bit more weight. Mm. in the future yeah you've had i did i think i mentioned all of them you had the the eye implant company mm. whatever is that yeah, yeah. close enough yeah uh you had the the farming trust and you now you're working with puritap the water filtration is there anything like global advice for working like and each each of those positions you were at a university is there any global advice for working with industry I think the most important thing is to be able to communicate what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. So you have to understand the, I guess, um, scientific level that your industry partners are up to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for some people, they might be working for a biotech company and they're very well-knowledged in So you just communicate to them like you'd communicate to other scientists. Right, but I mean, for the project I was working on with the farmers, they were looking at designing sensors for the dairy industry and they would, one guy was straight off the field, you know, roughest hands you could find. Straw in mouth? Yeah, pretty much. roughest hands. Is that a metric that we use? Because Chris has got the softest hands. Chris is the opposite to a farmer. (laughs) Compared to this guy, we all have baby hands. Yeah, right. So, I mean... It's just a different different world to then have to be able to talk to them about, okay, now I'm going to do all this chemistry for yeah, you. Yeah. If they don't understand, it can be, I guess, a bit of a apprehension for them to continue. So yes. you really have to figure out how to talk to your industry partner, your collaborators yeah. at their level and yeah. give them confidence. But without patronizing them. Yeah. yeah, right. was, yeah. It must yeah. be hard to find that balance between explaining it to them and not talking down to them. 
there was there was a moment so i just come off a industry linked project and we had fortnightly meetings we went in and talked about the, the progress blah 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 but one thing that amazed me so a lot of the times i was i didn't realize these people were actually listening i just thought it was a formality they are interested in the research that's the thing they are genuinely interested it's a bit of like wizardry for them yeah um but i was like no they're not really into it they're not really understanding it maybe um and then i was at, at a meeting where a new guy was there like mm-hmm. it was just someone new, never met him before. Yep. But the industry partners start explaining all the science to this dude. Okay. And I was like a proud parent. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they've actually looked, been listening. They've to actually him. been listening. Yeah. They've taken yeah. it on. And I gave this guy a, a lot, lot of credit after that. You know, it was it was really it was really great to see anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't well, I mean, that means you did the right thing in the way you were communicating. You obviously spoke mm. at exactly the level. They understood. Mm. Yeah, I like that story because I've got a student at the moment. I think he's like a second year undergraduate student and i'm not sure if he understands a word i'm saying <laughs> but i don't know how to like say now explain that back to me yeah. in a in a nice way get him to explain it to someone else uh, i'm gonna do that and listen mm. do it oh, listen. Yeah, have me casually walk down the corridor and say hoy gibbo hoy 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 gibbo you student explain what i said to him hoy gibbo here no, sorry. Hey, student, here is Professor Christopher T. Gibson. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been in one industry-related project, and now whenever I have a, a write a job application, I write, I've been in an industry-related project, <laughs> yeah. so I know how to talk to industry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you think I know how to talk to industry because I've been in one project? Uh, I think if you can sell it. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. I am finding this really useful because I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I got my name on a linkage grant. Oh, yeah. No, you did mention it. Yeah, uh, a small company called BHP. Just a small one. I may have to communicate with them in the future. Do you know, where uh, are they on the largest companies in Australia? Did you look? Yeah, I think they're number three. Number three. Look at that. Well done. So they probably could have given you more money. Just one of those SMEs that we're all trying to (laughs) engage with. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, that's no, that's good advice, and I'm going to take some of that advice on. Good, good for you, Martin. We'll be coming back to your industry experience later. I have no doubt, Cameron. Yes. What the fuck's been going on with you, mate? All right. Uh, so last episode, I mentioned that I had two successful synchrotron applications. Ba ba ba. Yeah. <gasps> Today I found out I have a third oh, yeah, successful yeah, yeah, yeah. application. No, no, Who no. are you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Two you celebrate, three you don't celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a round the world ticket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Where's the third so one? So now huh? I'm going to Japan in June. Nice. Yeah. Melbourne in July. Yep. And the third one is Canada. Holy Ooh. shit. In I don't know when, I hope not June or July. <laughs> Bloody hell, Cameron. I didn't realize they were for different places. For some reason, I just assume you put three pro- proposals in one place and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't want them to hear this, but we, we didn't think we'd win any of them. <laughs> so we applied to three with, yeah. the, with very similar proposals. But yeah. I mean, it's it's such important work. Well, you mean the Japanese lot didn't cross-reference with the Canadian lot and <laughs> say, nah, this looks a bit similar. <laughs> They probably like the deadlines were very similar. They really should. Uh, ooh, ooh, interesting. Uh, next thing I want to say is that uh, I'm going on my honeymoon next week, <laughs> uh, and in this honeymoon, we are sharing a house with about eight other people. This isn't a honeymoon. <laughs> well, this is an orgy. So, 
<laughs> what, what sort of communal loving are you going on? This is crazy. What did you do for your honeymoon? We didn't spend it with uh, six other people, that's for sure. Hang on, your honeymoon, you didn't fuck 20 other people? No. Oh, no. that's strange. No. God, no. No. it's a different time back then, wasn't it? <laughs> we didn't get up to the sort right. of things you modern kids do. So I got, we got one week, uh, just the two of us, and one week with a group of friends. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and we're getting T-shirts made up, and we got logos made for our group. And so we go into Greece. So we wanted a logo of a koala wearing a toga, because we're Australians in Greece. Oh, uh, very good. yeah, oh, very I, good. I follow yeah. that. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Chris was yeah. giving me the "What the hell are you talking yeah. about?" face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I don't have the time to make a logo. There's some internet websites around. Where you can get logos made. Wait, internet websites. Internet websites. Okay. Internet websites. You're <laughs> correctly. I'm looking at Chris when I say that. <laughs> Are there other kinds of websites? <laughs> www.ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, and so they were all way too expensive for me. So oh. I went to. So what my, did you do, Cameron? I emailed andymatter.net and asked them to make a logo for me. That's Ooh. right, guys. Wow. And who, who hosts andymatter.net? Me. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. What a coincidence. So I've, you happen I've, to be sitting here right now. Uh, the, the world so. famous logo maker is here now. And so, so this is a paid plug now. It was, a, well, it was a paid <laughs> job. I paid. Can I just point out that I did not know it was going to be a paid job and it was a very nice surprise that Cameron put some, because I, I have, I, I did say to Kate, my partner, I was like, you know, I, I do joke about not earning any money and that was very true up until about yesterday. And so... <laughs> I told Kate that Cameron had put some money in my account for the logo and she was like, oh, that's so nice. But you really have to stop telling people that you're not earning any money. (laughs) Sympathy money. Exactly. So you'll give it back then? No. (laughs) So uh, uh, other other websites were charging something like $40 for a logo. Jesus. Uh, I told Andy that that, um, if he could do it for me, he'd give me, I'd give him (laughs) $6.33. he That's did undercutting the big boys. <laughs> he said, yes. <laughs> that was the most money I'd earned that week. Uh, we're, we're all very happy with the logo. It's going to be on T-shirts, I think. Uh, and so we paid him $15. I was so happy with it. Uh, wow. Uh, 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 $15 over, quote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do and then uh, my last bit of news is that my dog, Reggie, the Black Labrador, Mm-hmm. Uh, we all knew how uh, happy I was when he finished level one of dog school. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> Last night, level two finished. Oh, well yeah. done. Well and where did he Go come Reggie. in the pack? Oh, he was top. He was top yeah? of the class by so far. The other dogs were rubbish, 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 <laughs> rubbish. When when does he get a job? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When's he going to start earning, the lazy bastard? I don't know. He, I think he's a freelancer at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. That just means wanking and watching Netflix. <laughs> He's done, Gibbo. All right. Hang on, I'm hosting, Gibbo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, as usual, massive, massive news. I can't wait. Earth-shattering news and a new segment. I've got to read this. What have I written? Massive news. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Gibbo. H-Index in Web of Science core collection has gone up from 18 
to 19. Well, well done. done. <clears throat> well done. Thank you. Good job. Awed silence. What was, was what was the paper that pushed you over the edge? What was that extra site that you... It was... Um, not interested, carry on. So only one more point to go to get to 20, which is my goal for the end of the year. Ooh. So I'm going to have to do a bit of self-signing. Wow, it's only month five. You can easily do that. I Come can on, do that. Mate. I can do Come that. Come on. You remember last time I got that ball stuck in the up in the tree, my my, my son's ball stuck up in the tree, and I was going to yeah. check every week to see if it was still there. Yep, yep. I uh, haven't checked, so <laughs> no idea. It might still massive, be there. massive, sure. news. <laughs> massive. Um, now, new segment: Gibbo's sneaky people. Oh, oh, oh! It's sneaky people. <laughs> That's the that's best. Really, that's horrible. Well, let's wait and see how horrible this segment is. Well, te- technically, it's Gibbo's sneaky person. Oh, oh, you sneaky person. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Right. You wanted theme music there. All yeah, right. come on. No. So. That's, that's $15, by the way. Facebook. <laughs> peep. <laughs> Peepop's Facebook page. All yes. Right. Have you printed Facebook? Yes. Listen, on April 26th <laughs> oh, wow. at 12.57pm, <laughs> it is landscape, that's right, You're absolutely right, I wrote on the uh, Facebook uh, P-pop posting section, thanks wall. The, the wall, the wall, thanks to all you Gibsonites out there for getting us over 5,000 plays, T-Bone sends his appreciation, and then... Less than a minute later, I liked my own comment. <laughs> Took you a minute? Because <laughs> it was 12.57 and the, the like is at 12.57. Had to work out how. Log out, log back in. And I wrote... Hey, Joyce, how do you like things on Facebook again? <laughs> Sometimes I like to comment on my own comments. And Every I time. commented on my own comment. I wrote, great comment, comment, T-bone. <laughs> Then a few days later, I checked back at the wall uh-huh. and it said, great comment, teabag. Teabag. Did that's your name? Three or four days, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> I, this fucking teabag nickname's gone. It's like a it's worm. It's, it's in you. my fucking brain. That's because it's real. And then I noticed this little little word called Edit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You can edit other people's comments. I click on it. Yeah. And what do yep. I discover? Yep. That the great comment teabag was edited by Cameron Shearer. <laughs> this week's <laughs> sneaky person. Motherfucker. I was correcting it wrong. So I then recorrected it on May 3rd at 12.38. And I wrote, no rewrote great comment T-bone. No fixed up the that. teabag. <laughs> and I wrote, you are better than Andy and you are much better than <laughs> Camoron. <laughs> oh, did you spell my name wrong? <laughs> on purpose. Cam- I didn't notice. Camoron, as in moron. As in idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, teabag. We yeah, get it. Take right. that. Hold on. Now we've got to do the current score in best scientists uh, competition. Oh, That's Cameron's rubbish competition. Did you look up Martin for this? I looked up Martin and Renee Gorham. Oh, all the all our uh, scientists. I looked up all proper science guests. All right. Do you know what this thing is at all, Matty? Yeah, I know. I'm not super yeah. encouraged to you know, get the, involved. <laughs> the most relevant scientists. Yeah, yeah. Citations for the year divided by total publications. Chris, who wins? So currently, um, Cameron has got the highest with 1.76. Yes. Andy is 1.5. And I've left research. Good on you, Andy. 
Martin, you are 1.43. Oh, very, very good, good. Renee is 1.38. Yeah. yeah, not bad. And I am 1.25. Repugnant. Repugnant. Which rubbish science Rubbish science How crap this competition How is. How is your age index higher than all of ours? Because I'm amazing <laughs> and your competition is shit. <laughs> anyway, so that's all my news. All right. Good Thanks, idea. Thanks, T. <laughs> all right, everybody. Very quick. Feedback from listeners. Oh, what do we got? Oh, we've got uh, on the forum. AndyMatter.net. AndyMatter.net. Um, we've got, love the podcast, guys. It makes for some fun entertainment while sitting in the lab doing measurements. And this is from Mike on the forum. Thanks, Mike. No oh, idea who Mike is, but a, I think yeah. he's from the, the U- US. Yeah, he mentioned somewhere that he's from the <laughs> US. Yeah, a, a lab also- that allows headphones. Yeah. yeah well, actually, uh, you don't have to listen to our podcast well, I guess on not. headphones. He's no. just... Spamming it. it over the whole lab. Yeah. Who the fuck are those idiots? <laughs> Why are they talking about vacuum butt tubes? <laughs> <laughs> Again. Um, but but my, my uh, favorite bit of feedback um, this week mm-hmm. is from the true T-Bone Gibson. True T-Bone. True T-Bone. Oh, Tom Gibson. Tom Gibson. T-Bone Senior. No. no, no, no. Just the true T-Bone. T-Bone Senior. No. Uh, it, the question was about... Um, Chris mentioned in the podcast we just released about being at home, about gaps in between contracts. Uh, uh, yeah. yep. oh, I've, I've just listened to that. Yep. So Sitting on my I am, I'm ready for this answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is good, and this uh, he says, Chris being at home between contracts, <laughs> yep. there are lots of pluses and not many minuses. Yeah, but that means there's some. There's yeah. some. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely there some minuses. There obviously has to be yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. then, he, then he said underneath uh, that comment, Sorry, meant to mention that one afternoon we went out and Chris and left Chris at home to study. Did they force you to study? Yeah. Did you not want to do That's that? probably study in quotation marks. Yeah. He yeah. was in his room, doors closed. Study. <laughs> Why does it sound wet in there? Sound wet. <laughs> Chucking towels in the door. All right, move on, Andy. All right. Um, uh, anyway, he continues. While we were away, the dishwasher caught a light and Chris <laughs> turned off the power and put out the fire, That's just thereby saving the house. Such an amazing story. How Thank does you. that never Thank come you. up before? Thank and I know, and I, the good I, thing I is, forgot. you had all the wet towels to throw <laughs> over the fire, so it was perfect. Oh, they were kind of crunchy by then <laughs> and not really wet. No, gross. <laughs> so yeah. how does a dishwasher catch on fire? Yeah, so, on. so what had happened is... Um, There'd been a problem with the dishwasher a couple of weeks earlier and dad got this electrician around and he put like a new resistor on a motor coil or something and that fixed it. What a load of really manly yeah, words. That sounds yeah. like electrician bullshit talk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's going to cost um, you. Yeah. And then I was home and mum and dad and the rest of the family went out to... The doesn't, markets or something. It doesn't matter where they've gone. Anyway, they, yeah, they, they went. They, they were out for some hours, yeah. <laughs> and then me and a, I wasn't on my own. A mate of mine, Phil Corkill from from high school, he was round, and we were in the lounge what, room in, doing it in the same room. No, no, no. <laughs> we were, were studying. <laughs> he was a good friend. You know, we were young. Anyway, um, and sparks started shooting out of the dishwasher. Sparks came out and we were like, wow. We were like, fuck. wow, this, this Cause, kissing cause, cause is really... Because the dishwasher had been left on and we were like, yeah, You were like, oh, whoa, man, fireworks. Fireworks, exactly. <laughs> Stopped and then we are like, oh, well, looks like it sorted itself out. And then 10 minutes later... <laughs> and then he turned it back on. <laughs> no, no. 10 minutes later, black smoke started billowing out of the back of it and we're like, 
oh shit. And then flames started coming out of the back. Wow. And I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? The power was off, so it must have tripped some sort of switch and the power mm. was off to the whole house. So I didn't actually turn that off. And I had to I, I, ring it's, the it's fire a... brigade. I had to ring the fire brigade. It was really weird because I, I picked up the phone, dialed triple O, yeah. and I went, what would you like? Fire Brigade, this is 26 Music Street, Lismore. Please send a fire immediately. immediately. And then, this is the Fire Brigade. <laughs> right. Fire Brigade. Just what I said. Again, 26 Music Street. Anyway, so, um, but while, that, while, while the flames were coming out of it, and it caught really quick, really yeah. quick, we got buckets of water and we managed to put it out before. Um, and the, then the Fire Brigade turned well, up. Well, I tell Should you Should you put water on an electrical fire? Well, the, I checked the power was out. See, okay. the power had been tripped out, so we could put water So it on. was no longer an electrical fire? No longer an electrical fire, just your standard fire. So, gentlemen, based on that description, I dub Christopher Gibson <laughs> accidental hero of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Accidental hero. Uh. Ah! <laughs> Guess what? It's time for Topic of the Day! Yay. Yay! This is from the forum, isn't it, Andy? To- Stop hosting. <laughs> topic for the Day is from the forum. AnyMail.net. AnyMail.net. And it's uh, Alicia. And Alicia... It I, made I me- would say Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. I second no, the, I, that I, motion. That's Alakaya. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alakaya. Um, look... This was. We, uh, did, we just lost a fucking. We just lost a <laughs> listener. Lost a listener. <laughs> so sorry. sorry, Alicia. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Please don't don't leave. Um, all right. I read this and I felt a little bit sad. Alicia hmm? says, "I recently missed out on getting a great and pretty important scholarship. It would have made my career post PhD heaps easier mm-hmm. and made my actual PhD research much more achievable without worrying too much about the dollars." Mm-hmm. And the first question is, how do you, as MCRs, which is mid-career researchers... Thank you for the promotion. Yeah. (laughs) uh, How do you deal with missing out on important or vital grant applications or fellowships, etc.? So that's the first one. um, And I think we'll go from there. So what is your approach, Martin, to grant applications and all that sort of stuff? Well, it's probably mostly, for my experience, at uh, supervisor recommendation, mm, where okay. I've been asked to put something together or you know go for a grant, mm-hmm. um, and then if possible, I try and find examples and obviously seek lots of advice. And the more people you can have to read your, a grant application, the better. Yeah. The more you want as much feedback and really as much critical feedback as possible from as wide an audience as possible. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what you're talking about there is just like giving it the best chance possible with yep. something scientists love to do, which is a good old peer review. Yes. Yeah, pretty um, much. Do you, apart from being recommended like uh, to apply for stuff, is have you got any tactical approach to applications? Went to a somewhat interesting workshop once that suggested you really have to do a self-analysis of should you go for you know fellowship or grant a or b yeah Yeah. before you actually spend potentially months working on it is that time better spent finishing off this bit of research finishing off this paper and maybe getting a you know 
mm-hmm. few more bits and pieces of your own research going rather yeah. than applying for a grant with a 10% success rate. Yeah. yeah. So the, there is a lot of strategy before you even start writing the grant in terms of is it worth it? Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't sound nice, but for a certain percentage of the time or a certain percentage of grants, the answer is no, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Small grants, different. You probably can you know, write up a smallish grant in a day or so yeah. and just put as many of those out as possible. Yeah. If, How often do those come about? Oh, well, it depends on like internal university funding. Sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. you can count all, all sorts of money in terms of travel scholarships and uh, uh, professional development yeah. type grants, oh, so, CCR yeah, yeah, grants yeah. and that sort of thing or um, larger university funding or then um, different... Uh, category funding mm. uh, as it comes up is all a different range of value yeah people often think about the big ones arc and hmrc yeah um, but there is so many that you should be looking at yeah and it may not be worth going for like a, a category one or cat, a cat what one yeah cat it? one yeah. grant it may be worth trying to do something else like yeah. a future fellowship you've got to really think seriously about those because mm. they're a massive amount of work and not many people get those. Mm. Yeah. And so, so at, at Flinders, I actually went to a meeting where they assessed my track record and the project. Did I put they in say an you expression need- of interest? They said, "I wouldn't do it." No, yeah. No, mm. Yep. Yeah, no, I've yeah. heard. I've heard people say the same thing about just. And being I was grateful for that feedback. Like, like I felt a bit bummed, but then I went, "All right, good. I don't have you to worry about it. that bullshit." Did I just interject then? You to did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you scared everyone do I, here. Do I do that? A yes. Lot? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You. That's Put an example to the point I was That's making. That's right. It's what T-Bone does sometimes. But I, I think it's <laughs> important that you're not wasting your time. Yeah, exactly. And so they, I mean, and then the, the university themselves, they have this mm-hmm. metric of like their own personal success rate mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that they match up more favorably than, uh, than other universities for yeah. that success <clears throat> rate. So that's why sometimes the university will say, you shouldn't apply for this. Absolutely. Yeah, they will uh, do an internal review in some cases. And reject grants based on track record of the uh, investigators yeah. or yeah. person on the grant. That now, sort of I, thing. I think we're coming at this from battle-hardened ECRs and sort of scientists. But one of the one of the important things is learning essentially how to deal with missing out. Mm-hmm. You can give yourself the best chance possible by doing the things we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. But after, you, let's say you have spent the two months on this application and it would, if you had got it, have yeah. made your career. And, or, and it was the right idea to apply. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to get it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So how, how do you deal with just not getting it? Is it a case, Cameron? Do you just go, well, no problem? Or do you are you a bit more proactive about it? Uh, well, so I think that you know, dealing with disappointment in general is really a key part of being a scientist because yeah. experiments don't work. Your papers get rejected and mm-hmm. then your grants get rejected. It's kind of just different levels of disappointment that we... <laughs> oh, it's so sad. That we, <laughs> it's true though. In science, you have up with. Don't give up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... It's true though. Like, if you just imagine that you're never going to get disappointed, that's when it really hurts the most. Yeah. I think also to say career defining or this would have made my career is yeah. a it's dangerous to do that in the first place because mm-hmm. sure. you are setting it up 
for major disappointment if there is failure. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to look at it as in this is an option and a pathway if it's successful. If the door opens for me, yeah. then it's an option. But if it remains closed... I have to do ABC. Sure. Yeah. That is good advice. Yeah, I think good you just advice. got to try to be as realistic as possible yeah. throughout the whole procedure and kind of don't count those chickens before they hatch. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've definitely been disappointed... Uh, I've definitely done that myself in the past and those times that I haven't got the grant have really been the, the hardest to, to deal with how, how long does it take for you to shake those feelings? Uh, a long time. Yeah. Like weeks, I would say. It's, really? It's probably the only time in science where you get judged. Like a lot of times we put forward science <clears throat> to be judged. And, yeah. you know, it does. it's not us. We're not getting judged. It's, it's the research and you can kind of hide behind what you've done. But a grant application is an absolute judgment on you. Yeah. So I imagine, yeah, it would take a while to, to get rid of that sting. For a fellowship. Mm. Not necessarily for linkage or discovery grants or things Okay, so other like categories of, of grants. The other yeah. types. So for fellowships, it's you. It's your name and your record yeah. um, and um, your proposed project, but hopefully that's good enough to pass the test. Yeah. It is you. And that, so for me personally, I haven't been rejected from a fellowship application. Mm-hmm. I haven't won one. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> Put that on the table. Yeah. Um, but but that, that means also means you haven't wasted like two I or three months. I haven't spent the time like doing I it. I, I, I did <laughs> the self-assessment and sort of thought, I don't think I'm competitive for yeah. it. Yeah. But someone like you, Cameron... You are what people say. You're the type of person that people are telling to apply. Your track record has come on even in the last year so well. Like you've you've got the industry stuff. You can really polish that CV up. So people are, I assume, coming to you saying, go for it. Mm -hmm. But does it feel like a waste of time? Well, the times I've been unsuccessful, it really has (laughs) felt like a waste of time. Yeah. So on the like the metrics of science... For my career, relative to career, I'm probably good enough. You're doing very well, to, yeah. Mm. To be in the top, whatever, 15, 20%, whoever mm. get these fellowships. But for yeah. some reason, I haven't been successful in any of the, the three major ones that I've applied yeah. for. And so kind of, uh, I really just don't think about it as much as I can for a few weeks. And then it's, you kind of go into self-assessment, like what are my weaknesses? And, mm. and what did I do wrong? What would I do different next time? Kind of somehow draw a positive out of the whole experience. Yeah, is kind of the only real solace that I get from it. And then you, if you have done a lot of work into that application, I mean that work. I mean it's it's useless for that application, but you can use it. Mm, sure, like repurpose you've got it. You've got a you've got a project idea that you've you've formed. Um, uh, during that the grant writing process, you you read the literature. You you. Uh, someone once told me that. Uh, what they liked about the grant writing application was they gave it to other people in the school to read yeah. and then those people in the school found out what they do. Because like <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, right. we yeah, live in our true. own bubbles so much, you really have no idea what anyone else like. I'm always complaining to Chris that I don't think anyone at Flinders knows that I was in Germany for two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so when they read my CV, my, my grant application, they might actually see that I was Go, oh. I left Flinders for a short time period of time yeah yeah Mm. um so in terms of like us our jobs a hundred percent rely on grants is that fair not us getting it but just grant money in general yeah but from a range of different sources and perhaps more diverse than it used to be yeah okay and 
as a as a permanent member of staff at a university, you can start hedging your bets on, let's say, a, a grant, a bigger grant that has a lower success rate, yeah. but back that up with three or four that have got higher success rates but aren't as big a money. Mm-hmm. And you can start saying, well, I didn't get one, but I got two of the little ones. But we haven't got the time as ECRs and, and, and MCRs to play that game. Yeah, that's why I think it feels desperate sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, so getting back to how I emotionally handle that sort of rejection. Yeah, how do you do it? I think you're going to feel bummed out and it's normal to feel bummed out. Mm -hmm. I think if you try and bury the pain deep, deep, deep down like I used to try, you're just a ticking time bomb really waiting to go off. Mm. So you've got to... Jesus, are you all right, Chris? (laughs) You've got to embrace (laughs) that pain. Um, You know... Embrace the pain. Just for a few days, I embrace it. I'll gently sob into my pillow at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel sorry for myself, maybe get a bit angry, a bit surly, but I, I do that for a short period of time, just in, just wallow in self-pity yeah, and then come out the other side of it refreshed and ready to go. <clears throat> Perfect. But it's going to happen. You're going to feel really shit for quite a while. Yeah. But let it happen and then come out the other side. Yeah. Find mm. the positives. I think that's, that's good advice. Anything else anyone wants to add well, to that? Uh, to add to that, I mean, apart from you for steady income but that's your choice the yeah. three of us have all missed out on grants and Absolutely. we're still employed yeah. in science yeah so yeah, but, but, it doesn't mean a dead end yeah another grant application comes up you don't even need to win a, a grant application to keep working in something that you like doing so don't give up and there will be other options yeah yeah I think if, I- if you are intelligent and you're passionate about it yeah you will find other avenues and at the very least you got to get back in the lab and you got to research and you got to publish papers. Yeah. At the very least, you got to be doing <laughs> yeah. that yeah. no matter mm-hmm. what. And not ideal, but I've worked with people who have volunteered at sort of ECR Ooh. level. Oh, yes. that's a whole new topic it's right terrible, there. It's wow. terrible, but for the wow. sole purpose of getting their name on papers and trying to improve wow. their metric. Wow. To, how, yeah. how common is that? I've, I've never I heard I reckon of that it. probably happens more than you'd think. I mean, really? this whole This whole idea of adjunct status... Yeah. We may have talked about before. Yeah, I do know people who've who've had adjunct status at universities before, and they're not getting paid, mm. but they're doing research so that they can at least still keep papers coming out. Well, I mean, uh, my kind of summary for the whole thing is you gotta you gotta choose carefully what you apply for. Make sure that you actually be in the race mm. and don't waste your time. Like, don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you if you cleverly uh, choose which one to to get, and you happen to not get it, I mean, it's a bit of a lottery. It doesn't really mean that you weren't in the top 15%. It means that those gray-haired men didn't happen to choose <laughs> your your one out of the pile. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It, it's very much a lottery. And uh, if you don't get it, it sucks. Uh, uh, but you just got to gotta deal with it and move on. I mean, yeah. it happened. There's no reset button. Another question that Alicia asks is also, do you have any tips on how to prepare well for an interview where you just talk about your work? I really struggled to sell my research to the interviewers and I even had maps. Mm-hmm. And I think she meant like mind maps or like maps of her progress. I, I'm not quite oh, sure what she means by that. I thought she might be a cartographer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can find Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe in working, I don't know, yeah. Um, so Tell us some more information about why maps are important. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, Gibbo, well, interviews. If, if it's a phone interview, have the internet open so you can answer all the questions. What sort of questions do you ask? Like, 
Like when you're asked like, questions, like, just type what's them in. What's the capital of Yugoslavia? Yeah. Or <laughs> Have you done that? No. <laughs> so how do, you talk, how do you prepare to talk about... This is serious part of the part podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Without so speech. How do you prepare for an interview on your work? <sighs> did you interview for your current position? I did, yeah, I did. Was that a... That would have been a telephone interview? It was a telephone interview when I was in the UK. It was uh, three, three academics... Um, Asking me a bunch of questions, and they did ask some science questions as well. Oh. Specific questions about the techniques that they wanted, you know, the instruments I was going to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, Including ramen? Uh, no, not ramen. Okay. It, was ma- it was really it was all AFM. AFM. Yeah, so I didn't know about the ramen until I, I got to Flinders. So they did ask me some technical questions about the instrument and how it works. I think just to verify that I did actually know something and that mm. my track record wasn't all bullshit. Um, but then they did ask a lot of questions about, it was sort of questions like, I would categorize them as, are you willing to learn? And what are you willing to do? Touch all base. All yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your science? How, how low limit? will you go? <laughs> what's your safe word? No, no. Uh, things like that. And so, so it was basically a lot of like, you know, convincing them that, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. Um, I'm willing to learn. Um, whatever you're going to throw at me, I'll do. <laughs> but like they're super, super generic answers, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Abuse me, abuse me, I can take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, what, what, you know, I'm just so desperate for a job, just give it to me. Um, the best thing I could think of maybe is like our elevator pitches. Yeah, yeah. an elevator pitch. Can you Cameron? discuss your work in a couple of minutes? So, yeah, I mean, I had the, I had the same idea where you, you have this elevator pitch of your research in your mind yeah, and you're, you're just practicing it all the time. So you meet someone new at a party. They say, oh, so what do you do? Uh, and then you explain to them your research. And they research. walk away. <laughs> like, well, that's, you got to make it. Then you, you kind of get to know like what level to pitch it to different people to get them mm. interested in it. Or well, some people just don't care about cantilevers. What? Oh, what? No. <laughs> I know, Gibbo. That's impossible. That's impossible. Calm down. Uh, stop, stop forming a fist. Oh. And so you, you just kind of practice that elevator pitch often that you're kind of comfortable at least with that amount. Yeah. And then the more you do it, the more you'll get used to like the follow-up questions. So what I was thinking was um, actually just before we, I got here was if you're the academic, right? And you're wanting to employ someone. What do you want them to be telling you? You're an academic. No, so try to get into you're, their you're, mind. You're at mm. the top of the the pyramid of the pyramid scheme. What do you want from an, an employer? Someone who's who's um, going to be working for you. I mean, you oh, want them tough. You I want mean, them to produce question. papers. You want them to produce fuckloads of papers <laughs> in good journals. Well, that's it depends. What I you mean, want. that that's traditional academia. But if they're in an industry project, mm. they need to do exactly what the industry partner wants. Yeah, and that's so are they papers. wanting are they wanting patents then as well? Would that be an that output? might be part of it? Mm. But they want results, application right. results. Yeah. So you got to do this so that it does this. You got to make this so that it does this so kind of that thing. That would be my idea. Would be to depending on who where you're looking for the job. So if you're looking for a job at a university with an academic or industry think about what that person wants mm. what do they really want mm. that's they the, want the key part to interviews exactly you, you got to try and think what they want from you and then and then tailor your answers around that so if someone was just you know if you're with an academic you'd be like my research the what blah 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 it mm. will result in publications it will result in publications in these journals and i can convert that into grant applications <laughs> 
cantilevers of the future. I would hate hearing like braggy talk like that. Yeah. So one one way of looking at (laughs) it. Don't shake your head at me. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron, Schmoopy's wrong. Cameron's wrong. And I think in terms of interviews, one piece of advice that I got given recently, always call up the contact or whoever and specifically ask, is there someone acting in the position yeah. Or is there someone on based on the project, you know, at level A or whatever it is currently? Because yeah. unfortunately, a lot of, especially grant funder positions, are given to people who are already working on that project. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's okay. actually true. Yeah. yeah. So you really want to, without being, without with, saying, with some subtlety, yeah, sure. try and sort that out first. Yeah. And and then the same with the grant applications. Ask yourself. You know, is it worth it? I had a mate of mine that exact same thing happened to him. He went to for a job interview, gave a talk. The next guy after him gave a talk on the project mm. because he had been the PhD student <laughs> working on it. Uh, like, yeah. So it's a fucking I mean, waste of his time. Yeah. I walked off shaking everyone's hands. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was just uh, high fiving everyone. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I've seen position descriptions written for someone. Yeah, 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 not, yeah that's true. I had that for just, me actually. Well, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> the legality says they have to externally advertise, do, yeah. but yeah, politics sure. says well they've already got. The job, mm. yeah, that's great right. when you're that person. Yeah, not exactly. So great when you're, yeah. Yeah. but you're right. Yeah. If you can find Mine was out, long time ago, you can't see me now. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find that's out that that's what's going on, yeah. then you could save yourself a lot of pain. Yeah, good. All right, gents. Well, we did it. I hope Alicia, Alo- Alicia, what was yours? Alakaya. Alakaya. <laughs> I hope that we've answered your question. Get in contact on the forum. We want to know what maps you had. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And let us know if we covered what actually what you wanted to know about mm. as well. Thing we did we did it our next section is science this where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity and today the science this topic is from the forum oh we're so popular forum. yeah forum. send me in off. any mad on it any mad on it from the forum dr kytro suggests the topic to be nicknames, nicknames. and i assume that's in homage <laughs> homage homage to uh, teabag, yeah. T-bone. the best T-bag. nickname. Uh... Teabag, teabag, teabag. <sighs> Cameron, fucking give it to us. All right, so I've looked up uh, a few traits of nicknames, trying to have got like nickname families. Okay. Uh, and so the four nickname families I could kind of come up with was the shortened name mm-hmm. nickname, like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, we'll do examples okay. later on. All right. The physical characteristic nickname. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Say the memorable event. Or action nickname, yeah, and the mm-hmm. family trait nickname, yeah. So I reckon we could kind of give them all to each other. Okay, one of these ones. So I've got one for each of you, but you can just jump in if you reckon you got a good one. All right. Uh, mm. And if you got one for me, yell it out, <laughs> or else you know maybe don't embarrass me, and I'll embarrass the rest of you guys. <laughs> all right. The short name nickname. So it's pretty easy, I reckon. We have got Gibbo. Yep. We've got Andy. Stapesy. 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 Did you ever get any Stapleton Stapes? Like Stapes? What about Staple Gun? Stapes. Staple Gun, I got a Staple mm-hmm. Gun. Yeah. That's a good one, actually. People staple used gun. to go, Staple Gun. Oh, By everyone. I like that. I mean, two people, and yeah. it didn't catch on. And now you're best friends. <laughs> best they? friends in the world. John Barron, his name was. I doubt he listens. Hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got Sweetie. Oh, yeah, Sweetie. Yeah, yeah, like that, that, that one so goes like, back. That actually sweetie. goes back to my dad. 
Oh, oh really? He, as well? yeah, he was a high school teacher and he got sweetie. Wow. <laughs> but is that sometimes a teacher you give them a nickname to kind of lower them yeah. down a level? Do you reckon sweetie was that? Yeah, probably. Inherited because, nicknames. That's a good one. A lineage of nicknames. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, uh, that's in the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are we Chris is so drunk. <laughs> so I mean, Marty and I play basketball together sometimes. Oh, fucking sport. Come on, uh, what? And so I, I will say, sweetie, good on you, sweetie. And of course, it sounds like he's my you, uh, significant other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I respond as such <laughs> <laughs> with honey or, or sweetums, yeah. <laughs> schnookums, schnookums. Yeah. Uh, and so people call me Cam, Camo, Camo. Oh yeah, Camo. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I had. Uh, Oh, what do you got? Well, do you remember there was a booking sheet? No, I don't remember sheet? that. No? <laughs> no? Oh, it was all sorts of things. Do you remember any of them? Uh, like Camus. <laughs> Cameroon. Cameroon. Camoron. Yeah. Yeah, Camoron. Um, Cam Town Racetrack. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Camshaft. Yeah, I, mean, I forget like a porn which, name. Camshaft. I forget which one that it was, but name. you had you came in and saw them all uh-huh. and you were... Re- had written some comments. He said, "Oh, I like this one." I like, forget which one it was. Can you? It might have been camshaft. Is that lost to history now? Uh, possibly. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's all right. No problem. All right. Physical characteristic is a bit harder. All right. Small dick. <laughs> all right. He's pointing at Chris there when he said that. It was pointing. At, it was pointing at Camoron. <laughs> so, so physical characteristic like yep. someone who's balding, perhaps. Yep. Yep. But what, what would you me. call him? Baldo. I've Bald, got a whole. I've see, this not was going to be my, Baldo. my Baldo. section, but um, I've got a fucking whole heap of them. So, uh, <laughs> is that Chrome Dome is the most common. Oh, Chrome, chrome Dome, dome. shiny head, Nigel no hair, Billy no hair, Baldy, Bald Eagle, Cue Ball, <laughs> Chrome Dome, Melon, Kojak, Picard, and Ballsack. <laughs> Surely, ball sack for an old ball. Oh guy. my god! He's got the wrinkles. Have a look, at, have a look at him carefully. What yeah. a barrage of <laughs> nicknames! Take that. That's a that's a whole, when he, chunk, when whole he, chunk of my section gone now. <laughs> when, when he raises his eyebrows, it does become very. <laughs> there you go, ball sack. <laughs> and the hair on top's kind of short. But, I mean, yeah. bald eagle's good because it kind of like you're calling him bald, but then it's then like eagle. bald eagle's good. Yeah. All, All right, right, we haven't even got no. I like. <laughs> I love Nigel. Oh, no I just, just want to ju- no jump hair. in on that. <laughs> oh, in, in some of the, it's having, it's making fun of you. So okay, that's I definitely fine. need to jump it. in. In uh, some of the emails you guys have sent me, I noticed you put yourself a lo- little logo, your own logo, to yes, yeah. for Andy Matter. Yeah. Is that going to recede? With you, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's question. Um, I didn't initially think it would, yeah. but my partner said, "That's a great logo. You can change it as you receive." <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it will. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Good observation, yeah. Martin. Well done. So when you finally get to the point where you've just got left side it's and just right side, two... yeah, but you have like the middle part for your name or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So I had a smoothie for Chris because he's got the smoothest hands in the smoothie. world. Oh, thank you. I love that. Uh, and I couldn't think of anything good for Marty. I got four eyes because you were oh, <laughs> It applies to everyone except you. Four eyes. Like oh, three yeah. people sitting well, around the table wearing glasses. We don't get it. Four eyes, four eyes, four eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 1990s yeah. called. They wanted their insults back. I don't know. <laughs> you, you really brought me, it. You can call me Swifty because I'm so good at running. Uh, um, um, I'll call you Premature. <laughs> oh, no, no. Early bird. In my segment, yeah. I've got a nickname for Cameron. Let's right, just leave good. it till then. Uh, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. <laughs> All right. The next one was the memorable event. Yep. So we've got Lever for Chris. 
because he works on cantilevers. Thank you. I love yeah. it. I love it. The yeah. lever. Uh, we got no punch for Andy because he famously has never thrown a punch. No. Nope. Oh, no mean, punch. Yeah. Uh, no punch, Andy. <laughs> and I've got for Marty. I've got rocker because you were a uh, guitarist in a band. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and I once saw you win a battle of the bands competition. Yeah. During Holy which. Shit. You would have done those massive rock jumps with your guitar yeah. probably every 10 seconds. Probably. As soon as you got enough energy to do another jump, <laughs> yeah. you did another jump. I'm not fit enough to do that anymore. <laughs> so I don't know if rock jump or rocker, something like that. All right, we've got our classifications anymore. Uh, the family trait. Ah, yes. He's moving me on. I know, come on, quick, quick, quick. All right, family trait. We've got Strath, because Martin's from Strath Album. We've got Pom, because you're not from here either. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> and then we got T-Bag because he's the son of T-Bone. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. T-Bone Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah, T-Bag. <clears throat> that's all I got. You science it. You categorized it. Yeah, categorized good. it. So yeah, in biology, enough. what do they call that? Uh, got- families, maybe? Yeah, families. Marty, good. you're the biology guy. Yeah, kingdom, genus, kingdoms, phylum, genus, species, class, order, all of that. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah, I, not I did, in that order. I did one of those. <laughs> I did one of those. Well done. <clears throat> okay, uh, Marty. Okay, so I have a, a, perhaps a two-part answer to this. All right. And some of that you've you've covered. I'll, I'll go for the uh, the science aspect. So I think nicknames are born out of. Uh, experiences perhaps or traits and yep. all that sort yep. of thing. So in terms of adding some actual science in there, not just a classification system, but okay. the Whoa. science is which probably is what did, which was rubbish. <laughs> Built on there, not science. I think my best, still rubbish. So what do you need? You need to know people's past experiences. Mm-hmm. So and perhaps their physical makeup. Mm-hmm. So I'm going yep. for a DNA test. Mm. Okay. Genetic mm. screen. Mm. So right. then, mm. all of that physical characteristics you can have. Oh, so it, you know, I'm not just, just, I'm eyes, not just calling eye color, him hair Pong color because he was born know. in England. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, yeah. You can, and then yeah, ancestry and all that sort of yep. thing. So you could do it that way. What uh, like, hey, predis. What yeah. do you call it? Yeah, pre- Predispos- predisposition to yeah. X disease. Right. Yeah. You're likely to get male pattern baldness. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baldy. Oi, mate. Hey, no hair. We, hey, don't, need, no hair. we don't need no expensive test for hey, that. Hey, Picard. Hey, Ballsack. Hey, Melon. Hey, Crumdown. Hey, Q-Ball. Hey, Bald Eagle. Hey, Baldy. Shiny head. If I wasn't the host of this podcast, <laughs> I'd be right. very sad. So okay, you're, so that, you're doing some kind of DNA test. So, so you really DNA know the test, person. One part. So you know the physical characteristics of that person. Yep. And I think to collect other data, you, you go for the big data. So, okay. so some companies are now holding big data on people. Yeah. Uh, and that's so going like to Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and you know all your credit card transactions yeah. and all that yeah. sort of thing yeah. is building up a history. So the way you, you combine those two things and... It could be, you know, you you buy a lot of beer or something, mm-hmm. alky or whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, alky. Anything. Or you, you know, a lot of online yeah. research like, in <laughs> certain areas. Dwarf porn. <laughs> Give <Gibbo>. Porny. <laughs> hey, dwarf porn. Porny. <laughs> hey, hey, dwarf porn lover. <laughs> so then you combine all of that for an individual. I think the golden rule for nicknames is, though, is you can't nickname yourself. Uh-huh. Ah, completely so, agree. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you agree might, with that, T-Bag? I might, T-Bag? <laughs> I might disagree here. That I might disagree. Number one rule. Yes. Yep. So then from all of that, perhaps if you've set it up for yourself, you get five options. Say five nicknames based on all of that information. Mm-hmm. It then goes public vote ah, on, on okay. the social medias. I love it. 
and then you know so then time you, frame. You're getting just the one that people want to say the most, or yeah. and then it's the most memorable as well. Yeah. So you can't choose the best one out of the generated names for yourself. Yep. You have to put it to the public vote. That's mm. good. So that would be the science way. I would also the the second part of that is perhaps during your podcast episode so far uh-huh. you have already science this because i think you've distilled down to teabag <laughs> as the perfect nickname yeah it, teabag is the perfect nickname you're right no and it he, he tried that he tried to do it the, the, you know this, this the self nickname and it didn't work no, no. i mean he, he's just not a t-bone i mean tom gibson's a t-bone you're a Agreed. teabag we love you tom gibson this wasn't how it was supposed to work out. <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to go well, great work, Marty. What The yeah, guests are always well so good at this. Yeah. All right, everyone. I just want to echo a couple of things that other people have said, which I completely agree with. The first one is you don't get to choose them. We've seen you're absolutely right, Martin. Yeah. What happens yeah. if you try it backfires. Yeah. And people try their hardest, don't they, Teabag? Um, if you look at the forum, a lot of people are calling me T-Bone. Mike called well, me they're, T-Bone. They're no, no, no. Sure no. to be educated. He's patronizing no, 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 you. He's no, talking no, no. down He's to you. He's talking down to you. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's fine as long as he calls me T-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, we went through the, the classifications. I've got a couple here. Um, there was one, a guy called Nugget. It was like a little tough wombat dude. There was yep. also another wombat as well. Oh, yeah. um, my partner had a great nickname, and it probably will make sense once I say it, but my partner, Kate, is the most sensible, like super level-headed person I think I've ever yep. met. Sounds good. Um, and her nickname in high school was... Katie Straighty 180. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty lengthy nickname. You got that's commitment. Yeah, it's yeah. commitment yeah. Um, one thing that I'm really interested about nicknames is we've talked about the way of a characteristic then becoming a nickname. Mm-hmm. I want to see if nicknames can create a characteristic. Oh, interesting. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm getting a load of kids. Load of newborns. Yeah, of course you, you would. You, you yeah. and all you, the abuse you you heap upon. Hey, look, you last, be, you'll be tied up in ethics for all horrible. your. No. This is a world where ethics don't exist. <laughs> Andy Matter.net. Freelancers don't have ethics boards. <laughs> no, no. Just show me the money. Um, all right. So I'm getting a load of newborn children. Yeah. Okay. And I am. Uh, I'm not giving them. So that they get their like birth names that their parents choose, the boring ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I give them nicknames. Okay. And the rule is that as they grow up, they have to be introduced as that nickname. Oh, so All like, right? you're watching Ooh. this drive their personality. I'm watching this then. Yep. Yeah. And crush each year, them. crush them. <laughs> yeah. So I come up with a couple of uh, um, examples of, of traits that I feel like if you were, if that was your nickname, you would become it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dickhead. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's not a great nickname. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. Hey, this is my science experiment. Second Sorry. one, Sporter. Sporter. You can call me that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, Nerdo. <laughs> Nerdo. You didn't think a lot about this. These are very stereotypical nicknames. Hey, I didn't say that they had to be good nicknames. What are you expecting from Nerdo? Fucking nerd, mate. (laughs) What are you lot? What are you lot? All right. um, All right, Flores. Stinker. (laughs) Stinker. You see if you can make someone smelly. Smelly. Yeah. Just forever. Yeah. Just see if they make choices about their life to make them smell a bit more than other people. Yeah. And... um, 
The last one uh, in the in the selection is Shagger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a baby. No, well, yeah, we've got to be careful. Shagger. Yeah. yeah. Shagger's just like Shaggy. And then when he's 18, it can be like Shagger. Shagger. Yeah, okay. Shagger. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, and I've got a control group. Of course. I mean, it's science. What the control group is, is someone that clearly can't have that characteristic. Okay. But... I will give them that name. So what we're doing is taking complete opposites yeah. to see if just to just to make sure and you that can, you can tell that from birth. You can because yeah, I've good. chosen. You check behind the ear or the but, DNA. But, yeah, the DNA. DNA like, yeah. Well, you can tell a shagger, but it's, <laughs> you're, it's a libido gene. <laughs> DNA is amazing. It is amazing. It's so complex. But now, when I say these, you're going to completely understand. I'm going to get one of the female babies mm-hmm. and call it hung. <laughs> right okay i'm gonna get a baby with straight hair uh-huh. and it's gonna be called curly Ooh. right can't change that is that gonna influence its, well, its life you can make you your hair curly you? yeah, yeah but like can. money and shit doesn't matter it's, well, don't worry it all oh, come out dickhead takes no money yeah, yeah that's right plastic surgery yeah, for yeah. that and i'm then gonna monitor the children over time to see if dickhead becomes a little dickhead <laughs> uh-huh. To see if Shagger is putting it about when they're 18. Yes. Uh, if Stinker is actually stinky. Yes. And if Nerdo is playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons mm. with his mates. Okay. What's the, uh, the end point for your experiment? Um, never. Never? No. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't matter. You can ruin them for I'm going to ruin so them no, for life. I mean, yes. it would be more interesting if you got to an end point and you said, right, experiment's over. Your name's It'd be actually, normal. Yeah. <laughs> your name's actually Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I mean, you know, sometimes people get like the the opposite nickname anyway. Like a really big guy would get called Tiny. Tiny. Kind yeah. of bluey. For funny, red hair. Or yeah, red hair, bluey. Yeah. Um, I think those are the two. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Li- little John. Yeah. yeah. Gibbo, give it to us. All right. So a fair chunk of my uh, science, this has already been talked about. Good. So I'll just have to talk about it again. Can you just quickly run through those nicknames for Andy again? So <laughs> we, you get lots of different nicknames. And obviously one is based on appearance. Uh-huh. And um, uh, male pattern baldness would, would, would be a, a type of Oh, that's appearance. strange. No one's ever mentioned that before. <laughs> and some of the nicknames you Hang could on. get would be shiny head, shiny head, Nigel No Hair, Billy No Hair, Baldy, Bald Eagle, Cue Ball, Chrome Dome, <laughs> Melon, Kojak. Picard and Ballsack. I don't Picard. Get, I like Picard. It's still funny. I get Picard. <laughs> I get Picard from Star Trek Next Generation. I don't get Kojak. Telly Savalas. Kojak was a TV show. He was a private detective. And Look, no, no idea. You, you never Six, heard of Kojak? No idea. No idea. We're Jesus. too old. We're too young. You're too old. Um, can I just point out, Chris, a lens has fallen out of your glasses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I just looked up and it. Hey, go, how many eyes does that make you? <laughs> Three eyes. Three eyes. <laughs> Look, it's broken. My glasses are broken. Yeah, no, I want to get. I want to get. A and I'm telling you, this. <laughs> hang on, it's hard to read now. Was he squinting? How did oh, you notice yeah. that? Three because... eyes, tea bag. <laughs> so um, I looked up an article. Um, because there are other reasons to give people nicknames. Yeah, we know. Not just based on Cameron classified them. It just happened. Yeah, it's been done. Are successful nicknames just dumb luck, or is there science behind behind it? That was the name of the article. And the overarching theme of this was that if other people give you a nickname, it's their way of telling you that they respect, admire, and love you. <laughs> I don't think that's true. So, so. <laughs> Thank you, guys, because when you call, every time you call me teabag, you're Which telling you know? me you love me. 
Yep. Thanks, Teabag. And Thanks, getting guys. hilarious responses. <laughs> <laughs> I love Teabag. I love Teabag. As a name. You love Teabagging. Uh, just, just <laughs> 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 that was a good one. Um, just like like Blanche, we call Blanche Blanche Dubois, Blancherama, Blancherama. You know, that's all the done old out Blanche of Meister. Do we ever Blanche say that? Meister, that's a good one. That's yeah. all done out of love. Uh, but there is a different. There's another kind of nickname, one that's used to sort of heap scorn upon people. Yeah, yeah. To give them shit. Yeah, yeah. One that they may not like so much that everyone else finds amusing. Uh huh. All right, and that's the nickname. I'm looking for. Oh, you're looking oh. for the offensive nickname for yourself. I'm looking for a nickname, <laughs> the, or the most offensive nickname. Not, not the most offensive one. It, no, it doesn't have to even sound offensive. Just a nickname that the person's just goes, oh fuck, oh, I don't like this, <laughs> I don't like that, and then like have a catch a, on, like, like when serious bullying, sort of. No, well, like when I'm walking down the corridor uh, in the in the chemistry and physics building, and Heavy D goes, "Hey, tea bag." Yes, we love Heavy D. Come on, Heavy D. Say see, it more it's, often. it's catching on. See, yeah, and I sort of go. Mm-hmm. But that's the point because you didn't go. give it to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Damn you guys. Anyway, so what am I doing to do this? I'm going to have to monitor the person constantly. I've got a drone with a camera in it. Just watching them all the time. You're going to have to have a team of drones because they run out quite quickly. Do they? Battery, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'm doing that. I've got CCTV everywhere. I'm hooking it up to the internet and I'm following people. You would never be able to do um, that. Psychoanalysis <laughs> is being done. <laughs> I am very safe. Uh, questionnaires are being done. And, and while they're being monitored, facial recognition software is monitoring what their face looks like. So every time you say teabag, Little micro, uh, micro aggressive uh, responses occur on my face, and I go mm, like that. Mm. Camera sees that. Camera registers it, and it goes yes, and records that word, keeps yeah. that word there, whatever it is. You do this for quite a long time, and then you strap the person down, and in <laughs> why that bit? <laughs> <laughs> so they can't get away. Because they can't get away. <laughs> And then, and then, Science probe. And then you, you always <laughs> run away when we try to kill your tea bag. <laughs> Strap him down. I love that you're scratching your eye through the way the lens is meant to be. <laughs> and then you get their friends to say these words. And yeah. then we're looking at uh, you know pupil response, all the sweat, shit, yeah. all the usual stuff we do shit. to see which ones they <laughs> do hate, you shit yourself. Which is the one tea they tea hate the most? No, no, no. Anyway. I've effectively done this for Cameron. And I think <laughs> Whoa. I think I've come up with a nickname. It's not a sweary nickname. It's not, not sweary, rude not or rude. anything like that. But I think it I think it's gonna stick and I think he's gonna hate it. But I think people are gonna love calling him it. And it's 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 it was from an email that got sent recently and it was from a section of the podcast he wanted cut out. Oh, okay. <laughs> My nickname for Cameron is Shmoopy. <laughs> I think everyone should oh, there's a grimace. <laughs> That's the face. So, Shmoopy Sh- Shearer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's going to catch on. So, that's my science this. A- anything else? Andy, Martin, Shmoopy? <laughs> <laughs> yep, great, great nickname, teabag. It seemed to, uh, to go fairly personal. <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> But it's not rude. It's not overly Ooh, rude. Did you just burp? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Brain hemorrhage? That, that, was a, that, was a, that was a podcast burp. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Check out their stuff on the, their Bandcamp website. Yep. 
Also remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and like our Facebook page and join in the forum. AndyMatter.net. And leave us a review on where you get this podcast. And also, we've got one thing to add. Buy the merch. Have you got a mug? No. Don't, <laughs> I, get, don't I get a free mug for coming on as a guest? Uh, no, 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 no. Give or I'll get you one. Yeah, okay. T-bag. Then it costs $1,000. And Cameron, sponsor for this week? Uh, you were just listening to Publish Parish Your Podcast. It was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Puritap. <laughs> <laughs> Making gibbos slightly less gassy since 1996. <laughs> Thank you, Puritap. <laughs> All right, final farewells. T-Bone says goodbye. Bye, T-Bag. Goodbye, T-Bag, and goodbye, listeners. See you later. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you here, Martin. Bye from me. Bye.